You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. I'm afraid my jacket is a little too noisy for this recording. What do you think? If you keep doing that, it is, but I don't think it will be on its own. Okay, I will be still as a statue. Actually, no, it's too noisy. And we're back, and now I'm chilly. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for noticing that, because that would be something that the whole time I would be like, uh, and like not want to say something, and then by the end of the podcast, I'm like, 50 times I cringed and thought that his jacket was loud. Oh, I see. Well, hopefully it wasn't and wouldn't have been noticeable to people listening, but either way... Crisis averted, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay, so this week, um, I went ahead again and took the liberty of assigning myself a topic. Can we just tell our lovely listeners what I'm up to? I think we should. And maybe we have. I don't know. So I, I think don't you think guys we have no. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I think you guys know that I was in law school. I did that. Been there, done that. Graduated. Luckily. Um, And so I'm studying for the bar exam, which happens at the end of February, and um, it's just pretty killer, and I have no energy or life force left in me. So Zach is an absolute darling, and I wouldn't say that. He is. You are. (laughs) And uh, so he has taken on studying. Um, This is how intense her studying is. It's... It's... I don't even want to broach the topic of asking her for a topic. I don't even want to yeah. interrupt her for a minute to be like, what should I do? Can you think about this for a minute? No, I'll just, I'll pick one myself. And I think I picked, wait, did you finish what you were? I'm done. I okay. got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I think I picked a good one. Yeah, I know what it is. He told me and yeah. I agree. I like it. So this week we are going to be discussing Super Bowl commercials. Woo! You know what I just thought of right before we started recording? Huh. That is probably the Super Bowl is going to be so mad that we keep saying Super Bowl. But here's the thing. They're not going to sue us. And if they do, I'm taking the bar exam for that exact reason. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> good. I'm glad we have good defense here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Super Bowl commercials where they – originated i mean i think it's pretty obvious where they originated at the super bowl but like the evolution of them you know and how how it has become such a huge thing culturally do you know what year of super bowl this is this year oh boy that no you stumped me i don't know 53 let's see super bowl 40 was in 2006. That's so, a weird thing to know. Well, the Steelers were in it, so oh, I remember that. Oh, okay, fair so enough. So if 2006 was 40, 2016 was 50, this is six years later, so 56. Okay, there you go. Great. I, I bet it's 56. Okay. Not positive. Um, that makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay, are we going to take our little break? Yeah, because then... they have to hear the music. Yeah, even though I've already studied, guys, but you gotta hear the music. You get the music break, it's so good. Man, I love that music. Oh man, it gets me every time. You know, it's pretty ironic that here we are doing a... An episode about commercials, and we don't have any advertisers. Doesn't that suck? 
It does, because then we would be rich. Yeah, then instead of that music, we'd be playing a freaking Mm -hmm. Casper mattress ad or something. Yeah. Wendy's Um, commercial. There you go. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. So the first Super Bowl was in 1967. Great. Against the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, good for those guys. Yeah. Back then, it was... uh, it was the AFL and NFL. So I don't know if you know this. I, I knew that this was the way it was back then, but I never really like nailed down the details. Um, so basically, it was the Super Bowl was not the Super Bowl at the start. Okay. It was the World Championship game. And what it was mm-hmm. was two separate football leagues coming together to play a championship game. Those leagues were the AFL, American Football League, and the NFL the National Football League. Oh, I didn't know about I was like, yeah, I know about this, but I actually was thinking of baseball. I didn't know about this. Okay, yeah. So they were two leagues as separate as CBS is from NBC. Like they were they were just two competing leagues, not competing against each other, just like two leagues doing the exact same sport. Mm-hmm. But then uh, in 1967, they came together to play a championship game, and they called it the World Championship, where the best NFL team and the best AFL team Played against each so other. So they never played all year against each other, and then the best right. of the two different divisions got to play finally. That's correct. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, two separate leagues who clashed for what at the time was called the World Championship, not the Super Bowl. It retroactively, though, became known as Super Bowl One. Okay. Um, and it aired both on NBC and CBS. Oh. I assume because... One showed NFL games and one showed AFL games, but Mm. I don't know that for sure. That's just my assumption. Uh, To a total of 51.2 million viewers. Oh my gosh, that's so many. Yeah, and what was crazy is... uh, There was only 53 million people in the country at that time. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nuts. There were 200 million people in the country. That is so much less than now, though. Wow. Yeah, yeah, way less. Uh, But at the time, that was... 51 million viewers, that was 79% of televisions in America were tuned to the Super Bowl. Wow. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that's amazing. So it's a huge TV event. Of course, they are going to get a premium for ads. Definitely. Um, In that first Super Bowl, 1967, a 30-second commercial would cost you about $42,000. Wow. That's a lot. But I'm it sure is. it's so much less than Yeah, no, it is a lot, though. And then uh, a 60-second commercial on NBC would have been 75000 And on CBS, they wanted a little more scratch. It was 85000 Oh, it didn't even occur to me that they would be having different commercials. Of course they did. Different networks, they're going to cash in and have I know. Yeah, I didn't really think about that either until you just well, said you that. Well, you told me 51 million people watched the Super Bowl. I wonder what the numbers were, like how many were watching it on CBS and how many were watching it on NBC. I would imagine it was a pretty even split. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, you know, thinking in 1967, there were legitimately three networks on television. Well, so those, it's like those advertisers who picked CBS better hope that they got more because why are they paying a premium if they didn't? Yeah, you're absolutely right and that's probably evidence of cbs having a stronger viewership mm-hmm. at the time um yeah you just made that all make sense for me so i used you. to work for cbs so i have to advocate for them i guess in the ratings department specifically. <laughs> yeah exactly um that sounds like a joke but it's actually not no, it's true uh so that was 1967 1969 
Summer of Love. Summer of Love. Well, Winter of Love at this point. Winter of Love. Uh, and it's Super Bowl three. You know what? I have that written down and nothing after it. So I'm not sure where I was going with that. So we're going to jump ahead until... <laughs> you just wanted to mention Summer of Love. <laughs> I guess so. We're going to jump ahead to Super Bowl five in 1971. This was the year that the uh, the leagues merged together. Mm-hmm. To make one, to make the one NFL. happy so, family NFL. Correct. One of them was already called the NFL. They merged and they kept the NFL name. And that's what it has been known as since uh, 1971. Cool. Um, so Super Bowl has continued. Like I said, that was Super Bowl five was the first time that it was the the Super Bowl. The NFL oh, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or actually, no. You know what? Maybe that's why I wrote down Super Bowl three. Maybe Super Bowl three was the first one that was called Super Bowl. There you go. And then 1971 was when the leagues merged and the it was merger. actually the – you know, the modern Super Bowl, as you would call it. Got it. Um, as would be expected, the price for these ads ticked up each year, yeah. right? Despite viewership dropping way off from like Super from Super Bowl one, where they had 51 million viewers, mm-hmm. it dropped. It was, it didn't, it, every year was less than the first year wow. until Super Bowl six. So you had four straight years of... I wonder you know, why. Subpar turnout for this big game. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know if people were underwhelmed. I'm trying to think like what was going on culturally, like early, late 60s, early 70s. Summer of love. They were busy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you figured it out. Um, so, yeah, like less people were watching, but still they were paying more and more and more for for ad spaces every single year um 1971 uh there were 56 million people watching that was like the first year that it actually went up so it started at 51 then it dropped to 39 for super bowl 2 people did not have fun that first year there was like that was boring and dumb we're not doing it again yeah and then 40 uh 41 million then 44 then 46 and then finally super bowl uh, in 1971 is when it like surpassed the mm-hmm. mark of Super Bowl one, and 56 million people watched. And at that point, they were charging $86,000 for a 30 second commercial. Oh my gosh, it doubled. Yeah, exactly. It doubled, even though the viewership only went up 10. percent Yeah, dang. Yeah, and it's kind of like continued that trend since, as we will, as we'll see in a moment. Here. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear how expensive it all is. <laughs> well. Viewership like rose and fell for so after that initial lull, uh, it then like would go up and go to na- go down for several years, all like around the sixty million people range mm-hmm. um, from you know the early seventies on until um oh what year is a Super Bowl? Let's see. I don't know what Super Bowl was. I think 1977. Okay. When uh, 1966, or sorry, 1976, you had 62 million people watching. And then 1977, it jumped to 79 million people watching. I wonder why. That's a huge jump, that right? Is a 19 huge million jump. people in one year. Um, I don't know exactly. It was Dallas versus Denver. Uh, I kind of suspect America's that, like, team. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Dallas being like such a popular team, I don't, 
I mean, for all I know, they were in the Super Bowl the year before too. But when I saw that it was Dallas, I was like, oh, maybe that's why. Just people love mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I'm trying to think. I don't know who their quarterback would have been in 1977, but it could have been something like that, where it's like a, you know, a Patrick Mahomes type, where it's like he's a household name, everyone mm-hmm. knows him, you know, and, and State Farm commercials. People just tune in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that year, a 30 second ad was going for 162 thousand dollars. Wow. This is really so. This is a, this is ten years, sixty-seven to seventy-seven. It goes from forty-two to one hundred and sixty-two. That's I'm quadrupled. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah, if you it's, ask me. it's insane. But yeah. like I said before, the trend continues. And then again, after that Super Bowl, less people watched for a few years until 1982. So about five years. And then uh, in 1982, Miami played Washington, and 81 million people watched. And by that point. Ads were going for four hundred thousand, <gasps> so they had doubled from five years prior. Oh. Even though only three million more people were watching, this is out of control. It, like it became a race to outspend, yeah, each other. You know, or not outspend each other. It's not on behalf of the company's advertising. It was more the prices demanded for this ad space, and it's yeah. like it's gonna sell. You know, this it's a hot commodity. Like, if you ask me. <laughs> define that oh you don't want to know um but i mean it's like even if viewership is not going way up even if it's going down you're still talking about 75 80 million people watching the same program at once Mm -hmm. so it's like just thinking like you're saying and then for a few years it goes down and that but if you think if you put it into modern time and if you think like if we heard that in 2018 it was you know x number and then it went down a little in 2019 and then down a little in 2020 and then up a little it's like it doesn't really mean anything it's just like okay i mean if it if it dropped off significantly the way it did that first year that's kind of weird but of course numbers just kind of go up and down a little bit regardless it gets the most eyeballs of any event on television exactly so i think when they go from 162,000 to five years later 400,000 that is not merited though (laughs) well but here's the thing it's not merited but it's leverage on behalf of the networks right Right. i mean because they it doesn't have to be merited if people are going to pay it it's it is what it is right they are promising 80 million people viewing this Mm -hmm. so them doubling their price over doubling their price from 162 to 400 thousand Sure, maybe you're eliminating 70% of the potential advertisers, but those other 30% can afford 400,000. So like you're mm-hmm. yeah, you're cutting your pool short, but okay, Budweiser yeah. will buy two of them. Like, you right. know. And it becomes a a prestige just to be like like even outside of whatever your commercial is, it's just like, "Oh wow, this company has a Super Bowl commercial. It gives them some cred just for just for being there." You couldn't have timed that more perfectly. Oh wow, great. Because we were just talking about 1982. The whole Super Bowl commercial landscape changed in 1984. Oh, wow. And in 1984, Apple ran their oh, Super Bowl commercial. Oh, I was just going to say George Orwell, 1984, and that's the Apple commercial. Yes. So they ran a commercial introducing the Macintosh computer. Do you know? Did you know that commercial before you read about it? Yeah, so yeah. I don't yet. know where... Maybe in one of my classes because I, yeah, I watched it semi recently. Like I would say within the last two years. I think I, I learned about commercial. it in one of my like communications classes in college. Yeah. Um. So they run this ad in 1984. Uh, it's directed by Ridley Scott, 
who, if oh, you're not cool. familiar with his name, he directed the movie Alien, Blade Runner, Gladiator, and then more recently, and I didn't even, I didn't realize this, he directed uh, The Last Duel, you know, that Matt Damon movie. Oh, yeah, I knew that. And then he was the, upset uh, that no one went to see it. <laughs> oh, remember the other day when I was like, oh, I just thought of a movie that I wanted to watch that came out kind of recently and you were like mm-hmm. trying to guess what it was it was the last duel oh, when i read yeah. that i remember you do want to see that i don't know that i care about it but maybe we'll get it as a screener or maybe i'll watch it without you okay um and then he also directed house of gucci which i did not know i did know that because i read an interview with lady gaga but it seems a departure from his normal yeah definitely filmography right definitely uh okay back to this commercial though mm-hmm. it's 1984 yep Apple computers, who uh, at that point, hard to believe, was not a household name, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just introducing their first computer, home computer. Right? Yeah. Um, so they, uh, I mean, not their first home, but first home computer, but their first like m- widely produced, mm-hmm. um, mass produced, I should say, like real effort into like getting a computer out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make this commercial. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go watch it just so – I mean it's iconic. It's one of mm-hmm. one of, if not the most iconic Super Bowl commercials of all time. One of, if not the most iconic commercials of all time. Yeah. Iconic in a sense of just like uh, everybody agrees it was very, very well done and very well timed. And, mm-hmm. and it like from an advertise, advertiser's perspective – people who are in the advertising business, this is regarded as like one of the best commercial efforts of all time. That's cool. Um, Just search Apple 1984. It'll come right up. It's a really creepy... uh, It's 1984 vibes, like George Orwell 1984 novel vibes. So overused word alert, dystopian, Mm -hmm. like future where everybody's just like a kind of marching in order with each other yeah, drone, drone replica of each other exactly gray, like no personality everything is just like their life is just commanded by you know like in the book 1984 like big brother like they're just mm-hmm. like they just fall in line they there's no there freedom even, there's no personality there's a big face on a screen right right that's big brother yeah so so yeah if you're familiar with the book 1984 the commercial is just a direct playoff of 1984 it's it's this army of like you know Drums. People with no personality, no spirit in them, and they're just marching along, and then they're sitting in this room, and they're watching a gigantic, like, movie screen-sized screen of this face talking to them, and I, I don't even remember what the face is saying, but it's a lot of just, like... Whatever. Drowning whatever. On yeah, a lot of, like, fall, like uh, you know, the the order of the people follow our commands, mm-hmm. you know, but stuff like that. But it is kind of, like, scary. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. ominous. And then this woman Hot, who's... young blonde girl yeah things are bouncing all over the place I don't which think i she's think wearing a bra. is why this ad was so successful in Definitely. my opinion uh she's also dressed exactly <laughs> like a hooters girl she's wearing a tank top and hot pants yeah she's wearing a white tank top <laughs> and orange short shorts she's dressed exactly <laughs> like a hooters girl uh-huh. uh and she like runs in and and really takes her time she spins like three times and then throws a sledgehammer at the screen and it explodes and then like the voiceover and actually text on the screen comes on and it says like because this was in 1984 Mm -hmm. it says 1984 is not going to be like 1984 on january 24th which this aired on january 22nd wow on january 24th 1984 apple is introducing like the 
Macintosh computer, whatever, mm-hmm. like the future is here, some something like yeah. that. Um, so a very – sorry, all of that to say <laughs> a very, very, very effective ad. Mm-hmm. And it – people really responded to it, first of all, in sales of these computers. Second, in the advertising world, like everybody – was just like that is the greatest commercial ever like they just made such a statement mm-hmm. it was a huge turning point in not only super bowl commercials but commercials in general but we're talking about super super bowl commercials here it was totally new way bigger than anything that had come before it um reportedly cost somewhere in the ballpark of like according to ridley scott he says they kept it at about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to produce wow. this 60 second commercial nowadays that's cheap yeah, nowadays that's nothing. But it was expensive at that time. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. Um that was just to produce it though. Mm. To air a 60 second spot in 1984 would have run you like $700,000. Wow. So this is a commercial that is about $900,000 in the making for a 60 second commercial and that's the only time it aired. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. Well, technically it's the only time it aired or technically it's not the only time it aired, I should say. Very late at night in 10 markets in the United States, Apple ran this ad um, in the latest time slot possible on January 31st, just so it would qualify for the Clio Awards, which are advertising uh awards, which I guess have some stipulation that it must run in, you know... So many markets. One time, like at least once in in X amount of markets. So... That's funny. As late as they could on January 31st, they ran it in 10 markets, so it would be eligible for awards that year, Uh, which I'm sure it won, because again, this is regarded as one of the best commercials of all time. Definitely. Um... Yeah, that year a 30-second commercial was $368,000. So, I mean, if you just double that, it's over $700,000 for Mm -hmm. a 60-second commercial, which is what this was. And it's crazy. Apple initially had purchased uh, 90 seconds of commercial space for this Super Bowl. And then they made this commercial. And apparently, like, Steve Jobs hated it. Most of, like, the board members really didn't like it. Um, So they, they had... They had made the commercial already. They knew it was thirty or sixty seconds, um, but since they got like such a poor response, they're like, "Okay, we're not we're selling off the other thirty seconds. Like this we might be taking a hit here." You, you know, not let the suits have creative control. Do you see what they do? They don't recognize the value. <laughs> oh my gosh, taking notes from Steve Jobs. You sound like Carrie Fisher in Thirty Rock. I am Carrie Fisher. I don't think anyone else is going to know what I'm talking about, but you (laughs) I hope someone does. That's all that matters. Um, So, yeah, they sold off 30 seconds of ad space, but kept these 60 and used it for this commercial. And then became iconic. Yeah, huge success. Oh, my gosh. Um, I should note that up to this point, ABC, NBC, and CBS were just taking turns every year. On who would air the Super Bowl. Is that still what happens? It is still what happens. I forget the details. I read this today, though, um, that I think it was in 2011, those three networks, Fox might have been in there, too, because at this point, Fox didn't exist Mm. in the mid-80s. But today, of course, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was only three networks. I don't remember which three it was today. I think it was in 2011. They made a deal with the NFL for, like... Nine hundred million dollars, um, and so that much. gave each of them 
that, that like these three networks locked in this deal together, mm-hmm. and then they're all just going to trade it off for the next nine years, I think, or okay. something like that. So I think we're – actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure it was 2011, and so it just I'm pretty expired. sure it was nine years. So that would have lapsed by now. Um, I'm not really sure. Last year it was not on NBC, and this year it is on NBC, so they're still on some sort of trade-off thing. Mm-hmm. All of that to say – that these networks really take advantage of it when they have the Super Bowl on their network because it's at most once every three years. Well, they should. They paid $100 million for it. Absolutely. That's the point is like they, regardless of what the um, previous year's sales were, like they're going to jack it up every year. Mm -hmm. The viewership, you know, I would say it's, it's flatlined. Okay. It's gone down, actually, in the past couple of years. Less people are watching the NFL today than they were five years ago. That makes sense. But Too that, much Netflix. Yeah, sure. Why would you watch the NFL Super Bowl when you could watch Squid Game? You'd be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yet, prices for these ads keep going up and up and up. And it's just because, kind of like what I was saying earlier, my hunch anyway, it's like people are going to pay this price. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might like thin out the pool of potential advertisers, but you're going to sell this ad space, period. You will. I mean, you could make it... I'll jump ahead. You know, last year, I think the average price for a commercial was like $5.4 million or something like that. Oh, my gosh. For 30 seconds. That's so much. I'm sure they could have asked $8 million. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe half of the commercials will be Toyota, but like you'll sell them, yeah. you know, like they're not going to, you're not going to have any static for 30 seconds because they couldn't fill this ad space. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, so th- in the following years um, from the Apple ad, you started to see more and more creativity going into the commercials. Like that is cited as the real beginning of like the creative era of Super Bowl commercials mm-hmm. where every year they have to outdo themselves. They have yeah. to be bigger. They have to be something new. And like that Apple commercial, it aired aside from those that mm-hmm. late night mm-hmm. thing. Like it aired one time. Yeah. Which is very common nowadays. Yeah, I was going to say that seems to be very common. I remember specifically because there was a Super Bowl commercial. This was like two, three or four years or maybe two or three years. I don't know. A few years ago, there was a Super Bowl commercial for Amazon that I was on hold for. So I specifically remember it and I remember seeing it in the Super Bowl and then never, ever seeing it again. Mm-hmm. And and I, and that is pretty common. It seems you see these like massive production, incredible production value filmic commercials that air on the Super Bowl, and then they just never air them again. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that really like started with this Apple commercial. It kind of changed the landscape of what Super Bowl commercials were. They weren't mm-hmm. just buying ad space and then putting your commercial in there. They were producing a whole entire commercial, spending months just planning this one single commercial that's mm-hmm. only going to air one time. Yeah, but they're often long. Like a 60-second uh-huh. spot in general for commercial. You and I are commercial actors. We're a little bit familiar with the scene, and that's uncommon to have. A 60-second spot very, is long. Usually you're working with Pharmaceuticals 30s. are like the only companies that yeah. you'll see that on a regular basis have 60-second commercials. Everything else is... 30s and 30s. Yeah, 30s or 15s, like across the board. So yeah. 60 seconds 
is a long time, mm-hmm. and you still see that a handful of times during the comer- or during the Super Bowl, if oh, not yeah. more than in a handful. In the Super Bowl, yeah. you do see it often, I yeah. feel like, which is, my point is that stands out from regular commercial time, where it's usually just quick little things. They, they I feel like they're like, if we're going to do this, we might as well just go big and, and really do it. Also, sometimes yeah. you need 60 seconds to to really make this big, beautiful impact that they try and make. You're absolutely right, because what they're doing more and more nowadays, and I feel like this is really in the last, like, 10 years or so, is telling these stories. Mm -hmm. It's not something, it's not just like, I mean, you still have them, simple setups, jokes, funny, comedy, like, pratfalls, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you still have that, and that could be done in 30 seconds. But then you have these, like, sweeping, like, epic commercials with dramatic Mm storylines you know they're not funny they're not and sometimes they work sometimes they don't um like there was one a couple of years ago i don't know if this was 30 or 60 seconds i can't remember i would assume 60 just based off like the you know it's like once you hear what it's about you're like oh yeah how'd they do that in 30 seconds but it was for 84 lumber which is so random to me like i don't know if i've ever seen an 84 lumber commercial but they had a Super Bowl commercial in like 2018 or something where it is a uh, a woman and her daughter and they're um, – I, th- I don't know if they're specifically Mexican, but they are like traveling through the desert. Mm, they're like my refugees or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, it's you get the idea that they're trying to get into America mm-hmm. and then they get there and there's a big wall. And – This actually might have been a – might have been a bit earlier now that I think of it. It might have been... Probably pre-Trump. It might have been... Yeah, it might have been pre-Trump. Because it would be um, too on the nose. Exactly, yeah, time. as I'm thinking about it. Wait, so what was the lumber being like? Walls are good? Build walls with um, lumber? No, no, or don't no. build walls? <laughs> they weren't for the wall. I'm trying to think what it was. So she... They get there, and then they get there, there's a wall, and then the little girl, like, pulls out an American flag that she stitched together out of rags or something like that, and then they, like, find a door in, and then they cross over, and then the commercial's like... Build decks, not walls, by for lumber. (laughs) More sentimental than that, I would say. It was like, uh, like, uh, the will to, to, to... survive is always welcome here or something along those lines you know some very deep meaning like this is a really dramatic commercial there was another nationwide one several years ago that i was reading about that was like a a young boy and he's like talking about how he died and they're showing like these like not horrific scenes but they're showing a scene of like a bathtub overflowing like and then they're showing a scene of like uh tv like smashed on the ground like a big tv like it fell on him or something you know like so p- they take these yeah. crazy swings and sometimes they get punished for it. these mm-hmm. were two commercials that were on a list of like most controversial that i had oh, read yeah. you know where yeah. controversial like doesn't always mean like split decision sometimes it just means like no <laughs> you pretty much this. just got backlash for yeah it. i feel like the dramatic ones are always the big swings that generally miss like really just go comedic because even if it works, like, I feel like in the past couple of years, there have been a lot of, like, you know, I, I don't know, yeah. like, Black Lives Matter and stuff, which is, like, okay, that's cool, but, like, you're just using it to make money. So even if you do it well, no one is going to appreciate this because you're just using this cause to make money. Yeah. So no one is really going to thank you. Yeah, and, uh, you're, yeah, that that definitely happens. Um, 
and you see that more and more in the past five years, mm-hmm. not just Black Lives Matter, but just like but just social like causes. exactly and, like yeah. things like gender equality or or um uh what else um migration you know mm-hmm. immigration I should yeah, say like yeah. that eighty four lumber one which I think was like we said like pre Trump you know so like yeah. it's it's a, it's a trend that people are though? I mean and you see that in all advertising it's not yeah. just Super Bowl you no. see that year round now and like, what I was gonna say is it I think you know you have to I always say this when because you know we audition for lots of commercials and sometimes we see stuff and we're like what is happening here but I always am like. These people do this for a living. They make lots of money. They know what they're doing. And sometimes I think that the companies doing that commercial, there's some level of knowledge that this is going to be controversial. And if people then talk about the 84 Lumber commercial on Twitter for the following five days, that's worth the price of the commercial. You know, that's like better than people being like, oh, that was sweet and moving on with their lives. For so, sure. Yeah. So there, I feel like social media has added a whole new level of what commercials can do and people push the envelope it, it's like you know extreme level of all news is good news you know, all yeah. press is good yeah. press because if you're just trying to advertise how is it bad for you that everyone is talking about you you're trending in the end it doesn't matter whether it was good or bad because now they know your name the next time they're building a deck they'll be like oh 84 lumber that's a company and they'll go buy your lumber yeah, and it's weird because it's like that 84 Lumber one. So I, I read that in the hour after that commercial aired, they had like 300,000 visits to their website, right? Which wow. I'm sure in a normal day they get like 19 visits to their website. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get that. But then it's 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 weird because it, it creates such like a, um, I don't know, a push and pull where it's like, in the instance of that commercial where they are depicting a, a border wall and then these people crossing and they they are um, – they are uh, – what's the word? They're promoting an idea of like you're always welcome here. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to cross the border, you know, like, like welcoming immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but the group that's going to see that as insensitive would be – the the group that would that would agree with that ad per se like like be in uh be welcoming of immigrants mm-hmm. and people crossing the border so it's like if they oh i see what you know you mean. like if 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 they chose to like if you said who's going to boycott that ad like mm-hmm. it could be either it could be people who are like no we want the border wall like we're boycotting 84 lumber now cuz they're they mm-hmm. they don't want the wall but then it's also like what a weird insensitive like you're a lumber company. Why do you like? Mm-hmm. Why are you sh- depicting people like migrating through the desert and trying to cross and into? Capitalizing on yeah, their exactly. Struggle. Like we're yeah. boycotting you. So it's like I don't know. In a I, weird way, it's like yeah. you're kind of you're kind of pushing away both of your like both sides of the political aisle. Yeah. For how long though? For like that's a great twenty point. days, yeah. and then you've gained so much brand recognition that the next time everyone needs lumber, they think of your name, they don't remember why they know who you are, and they go buy your lumber. Or like all boycotts. 20 days and then everyone freaking forgets about it no matter how exactly. passionate they were and also you know? how much lumber did they need to purchase in those 20 days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> none. True. none of us need lumber ever yeah <laughs> which is why they needed the super bowl ad man wow we really that's the I know, longest really i've ever going been on tangent that is probably the longest i've ever not looked at the page doing one of these podcasts wow um i hope you guys are enjoying it 
So, I need to talk about something besides the law. So well, I'm it's good. Me happy. I mean, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that this is a an outlet for you. It um, is. So, like I had said, you saw more production value going into these commercials, more celebrities in these commercials, just making mm-hmm. them a much bigger deal. You had celebrities before the Apple ad. Don't get me wrong, but it became, you know, the Super Bowl ad is the place that you're going to spend half of your marketing budget for the year, right? Wow. Or advertising yeah. budget. Um. And then you you also had in the years following that ad and the 10 years or so, the emergence of some really legendary campaigns that lasted years. Um, like, I don't Are you familiar with Spuds McKenzie from Bud Light, the dog? No. You'd probably reckon. Yeah, it's a dog named Spuds Mcckenzie. And he was just in a million commercials and all these different scenarios and. You, I don't remember. You probably wreck. It was. It, it came about in like '85 and mm, was '85. How old do you think I am? Yeah, a hundred. <laughs> um, it wasn't like really around, and when we were mm-hmm. aware of what commercials were, and I don't. Remember I think that, that was like the tail dog. end of it. I remember the frogs. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you had Spuds McKenzie for Bud Light. You had the Budweiser Clydesdales, and then eventually in 1995, mm-hmm. you had uh, a 30-second ad that crossed the one million dollar threshold to in 1995. It? No, no, to pay for to it. pay for a 30-second uh-huh. ad, okay. one million dollar threshold. Yeah, that ad took cost nothing to make, probably. <laughs> right. Uh, and then that was the same year that the Budweiser Frogs. Came out. Uh-huh. Um, and the Budweiser Frogs, for people who don't remember or don't know. The Gen Zers of us. Were these three frogs that would, like, croak and they would be like, Budweiser. And that was their <laughs> thing. And that that was all the commercial was. That was all you needed to entertain millions at that, at that, at time, that time in, in Earth's history. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was 95. And then those frogs, what? Also, was it a Super Bowl thing? The was up thing. Now that I'm, I think about that, what did that have to do with I want to say I came across that at some... Was that Budweiser? I think. Sorry, why can't I talk today? Was that Budweiser? I think. I thought that was like a phone company. No, I think it was Budweiser. I'll look You could up. be right. Oh, okay, I was about to type it in. Um, But anyway, the frogs lasted from 95 to 2000. Oh, that's a while. Uh, And then... Budweiser discontinued them mm-hmm. because uh, they were getting pressure from people who were suggesting that these ads with the frogs were targeting children. Oh. Isn't that crazy? I was like, is it PETA? <laughs> Those <laughs> frogs are fake. Um, oh, that's interesting. So that's according interesting. to the internet, there was a 1996 study that showed – that kids were uh, just as likely to recognize the Budweiser frogs as they were Ronald McDonald or Tony the Tiger. Oh, wow. Uh, so in 2000, uh, Budweiser replaced the frogs with lizards because I guess they thought that lizards would appeal to adults more so than kids. That's um, but isn't that such a weird ridiculous. pivot? Yeah. Also, I don't remember lizards. Me neither. I bet if we saw them, we'd remember them because I get the idea that they were around for a good while. 
but I don't remember lizards. The was up was Budweiser. There's no explanation for it. It was just people saying to each other, was up, like on the phone. And then it was like, drink Budweiser. Really? That was the end of it. Wow, I gotta rewatch those. You don't remember? No, I remember them. Oh. I just don't, I don't remember them being for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so weird. That was what, like 98, 99? It's in 1999 to 2006, I think. 06, that's insane. Yeah. They went hard on what's up. I feel like at 06, though, that was like they brought it back after like a five-year hiatus. They brought it back for like one more time for nostalgia's sake. There's no way people were saying what's up in 1996. No, no one was saying it, but those commercials were. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> um, no surprise here, but the price of ads has ballooned in recent years. Oh, man. Tell us And I do is. mean ballooned. Um as has viewership. So in 2010, 106 million people watched the Super Bowl. Wow, that and, is a lot. Yeah, that same year, ads were $2.5 million. Okay. Um, also that same year was, and I can't believe this was 12 years ago, was the uh, Betty White Snickers commercial. Oh. Also regarded as one of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Yeah. Where she, um, she's like... It's one of those like, oh, you, you're grumpy. You need a Snickers yeah, commercial, yeah. and probably like the original. Now that I think of it, probably uh, I don't where really they're playing remember. like flag football, and she's complaining, and then someone tackles her really, really hard, and then <laughs> it's you know it, it, one of those commercials. That I haven't watched it uh-huh. in years, but um, that was in 2010. Uh, it was nominated for an Emmy. That commercial. Wow. I didn't know commercials could be nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, me either. But, uh, yeah, that was a very successful ad. And then a few years later, you had, like, the Bud Bud Light Night. Remember the Bud Night? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And those ran for... What did for... they say? What did they say? I don't remember. They say, like, dilly dilly. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, Oh, is. my God. Those ran for probably a good four or five, three, four years. Yeah, and they, they let, made a ton a of them, but that had originated uh, with the Super Bowl. So a very successful campaign. Um, and I mean, it's, it's just become in recent years and for a long time now at this point, not just recent years, but it's, it's the type of thing where, okay, not only do you have 80 million people watching the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You might get 9 million people or, or more, I don't know, 15 million people watching The Voice, on NBC on any given whatever day it's mm-hmm. on. But okay, you have 15 million people watching The Voice. Realistically, you have probably 3 million people paying attention to the commercials. Right. Mm-hmm. At the Super Bowl, you have if you have 90 million people watching the Super Bowl, half of them you are like me who are just watching for the commercials. Exactly. <laughs> you have 88 million people paying attention to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. 50 million of which are there just for the commercials. So it's like it is not only the viewership, it is the – there will never be more people watching commercials mm-hmm. than on the most boring, least watched, most disinteresting Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just become a point of like 
this is like kind of the touchstone of the advertising industry, the television yeah. advertising industry and anyway, honestly, in America. It's one of the few things besides sports that still to this day there's an element of like water cooler talk, right? Like you want to be in yeah. on it the next day and be able to talk about like this one was great, this one was dumb, we're all outraged about this one. And that doesn't happen with hardly any shows anymore because everything is on Netflix and everything is just released all at once. There's no element of mm-hmm. Seinfeld was on last night, we all have to to talk about it the next day and this is one of the few things again besides sports which does happen live and everyone watches when it happens that if you want to be in on the conversation you have to watch it when it happens but even sports like you're right though that sports is like the only exception Mm -hmm. but it it doesn't even come close the sporting normal sports no you know how many times do we sit there on Sunday night and watch a great football game that like we're both engaged in if not only for the last quarter but like the next day you would recall all the details Mm -hmm. but like would you ever assume that anyone you interacted with that day was also watching that game like no you don't stand at a literal water cooler but if you did like would you ever think that like another woman your age or even another guy your age like would would you just assume they're watching like maybe but not the commercials well i'm talking about the game itself like i'm just saying yeah yeah people watch sports games okay well there there goes that point um (laughs) but sports games is all people watch nowadays i wouldn't assume that sports games (laughs) (laughs) no one was watching you know definitely not watching like the episode of 30 rock 30 rock i watched last night um my point was like the commercials are not sports they're not live they're filmed content this is true but it's like the only filmed content that you have to consume when it's released right. if you're going to be in on it. Yes, I agree. Nowadays. So this year, mm-hmm. according to Variety, NBC, who's hosting the Super Bowl this year, um, they want $6 million for a 30-second commercial. Wow. Okay. Uh, and in addition, which I think is savage of them, this was from July, so I don't know what has changed. Not only do they want $6 million for a 30-second commercial – they want equal ad spending on uh, the Olympics, which they are also hosting as we speak. Wow. From, I think, February 4th to February like 22nd or something oh like gosh. that. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. must be the most money they make in every four years. So this was back in July, and they were telling people, $6 million for a Super Bowl commercial. And if you want to guarantee your spot in like a good spot, mm. go ahead and buy another $6 million worth of Olympics ads, wow. too. I know, pretty crazy. This is a highway robbery, and that's that's up from last year. It's up like ten percent from last year. Jeez. Last year, or nine percent, I think. Last year was like five point six million dollars for a thirty second ad wow. on I think CBS last year. I don't know. I don't remember what network it was actually. Um, ABC, I believe, does not show the Super Bowl. They have Disney. They probably are like, we have enough money. Yeah, now that I think of it, I I think they are the one network that even today is excluded from ever showing the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, Oh yeah, this year I have it written down. 2021, CBS, they sold $545 million worth of ads. Wow. And that was spread over 96 total individual ads, um, including local ads and Mm. promos. So closer to probably like 60, 70 like commercials, like you know, commercials. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like quote unquote Super Bowl commercials. Um, 
those ads ran a total of 57 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that Super Bowl had 91 million viewers. Wow. So as you can see, it's dropped off. Like I said, 2010, 106 million. Mm-hmm. 2021, 91 million. Yeah. So in recent years, NFL has suffered a, a hit in that department. But that's not having any effect on ad sales. Yeah, it's still so far beyond anything else, especially nowadays where the best, sh- like you said, I don't even think the view gets, or the view, the voice gets um, 15 million at, at this point. Like I remember when I worked in the ratings department in CBS, I think maybe like 20 million people watched American Idol. And this is back in the day when American Idol was American Idol, like the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if if your network drama gets a million viewers in a night, that's like pretty good. So yeah. the idea that you can capture ninety plus million eyes—that it really is, uh, you know, unparalleled in any other media right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's again the center of the advertising world where m- the most money is spent on any. 30 seconds you'll ever see on TV. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm talking movies, TV shows, like, you'll never see more money spent on 30 seconds ever in terms of the production value. It's pretty wild. It is. It's kind of fun. As much as we're like, oh, it's cost so much, blah, blah, blah. It is fun. I I enjoy the spectacle of it. And and honestly, I enjoy the artistry of it. Oh, I do too. I don't think we weren't poo-pooing it, were we? No, we weren't poo-pooing. I think we were like, oh, it's so much money for the thing. It is, yeah. But but I think it's fun that it's become such a spectacle and it has become such an exciting thing to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. It's it's fun. It's fun to see what people think up and what they do. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have. Man, that this was ran a long, long one. I know we were really chatting. I think I just don't want to study. Um, but this has been great. It's been the best hour of my day. Well, I'm glad that you had a nice little uh, a little relief from studying mm-hmm. so much. And, you and guess it. what? Before. The next podcast happens, the Super Bowl will happen, right? Yes, exactly. So, so enjoy watching enjoy the commercials. That. Know how much they cost. And, and also, enjoy watching them. maybe there won't be an episode next week because we'll be watching the Super Bowl when we normally record. Maybe. We'll see. In, also, you have you have a pretty know, big I'm event that week. I'm taking the bar exam like, right after that, guys. Oh, my gosh. We'll see. Or maybe we'll do a fun episode where I just like hit you with a bunch of random law facts. And, and I'm just drunk watching the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds fun. Okay, great. Look forward to that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.